Welcome to Digital Health Today, the podcast focused on the leaders, innovators and technologies transforming healthcare today and tomorrow. Find us online at digitalhealthtoday.com. Welcome back to Digital Health Today, the place to be to get the insights of leaders making the healthcare of tomorrow available today. I'm your host, Dan Kendall, and welcome to season eight of our podcast. We're transitioning into a seasonal format. It's something that's been in the works for a few months now. Just like the climate, we plan to have four seasons per year. We're fully booked for season eight, and season nine is already booking up. This schedule is going to allow us to take on some of the topics and issues that we want to talk about on this program, tie that in with some of the events that are happening throughout the year, and allow some of the flexibility we need to incorporate some special issues and content that really serves you, our community, in the best way possible. In this episode, we're talking about data. We're going to address two key aspects of data access. One aspect is about what happens to our health data when we die. Millions of people die each year, and the information stored in their health records are lost to their families and future generations. The other aspect we cover in this episode has to do with the popular topic of interoperability, the topic everyone loves to hate. For decades, this has been the subject of countless conferences and meetings and even congressional hearings. We reluctantly accept the fact that our medical records are distributed across various systems and providers, but that poses a real problem both to the people who are accessing care and the people and organizations providing it. It's not just that it's inconvenient. We know that it can actually undermine accurate diagnosis and treatment and negatively impact outcomes. The industry pours hundreds of millions of dollars into driving the interoperability agenda, but the impact of that investment is dampened as it makes its way down to the patient and users. Throughout this year, Apple's been making headlines with news about making medical records available through iPhones. The latest reports that I've seen show that they have about 100 hospitals in the U.S. signed up to share these records. That's fantastic progress, but let's face it, it's not really addressing the full picture. We all know that not every patient is using an iPhone, and that's not set to change anytime soon. So there has to be another solution that can address the needs of billions of people not using iPhones. If only there was another company who, like Apple, dared to think different and was prepared to take on the dual challenges of integrating health data and making it available to future generations. Fortunately, there is. Seekster is a relatively young company that's helping people and their families integrate, access, manage, and own all of their available health data in a private and secure system. Seekster, it's spelled S-E-Q-S-T-E-R, Seekster, is making an impact on the industry and even being compared to Apple with its ambitious goals and relentless execution. I have to admit, when I first heard about Seekster, I treated their claims with a healthy dose of healthcare veteran cynicism. How could this company do what they're claiming? If the solution was possible for a young, ambitious company, why hadn't one of the existing behemoths figured it out first? And when I saw a demo of Seekster, it didn't leave me asking, how do I sign up? I asked instead, is this really for real? Then on August 21st, I saw Dr. Eric Topol tweet about his own use of Seekster. He said, and I quote, first time I've been able to get my medical data from 1985 to present for health systems, end quote. He then listed the health systems and posted a screenshot of his own record. I have a link in the images from that tweet in the show notes for this episode. Now, I need to note here that his comments are not an endorsement of Seekster, and I don't mention that to imply that that's the case. And in fact, we're actually going to talk about on this program some of the other comments that he brought up about some of the shortcomings and some of the needs for future iterations and versions of this product and others. But I do bring this up because it's a public observation from an industry leader that led me to take another look at Seekster and the impact that they're having on the industry. 
Ardi Arianpour is the CEO and co-founder of Seekster, which promotes itself as the first consumer-driven healthcare data management platform that enables individuals to aggregate their EHR, genomics, and fitness data all in one place and share it with their family, creating a multi-generational health record. I met Artie at Hims in Las Vegas earlier this year, and after I was inspired by Dr. Topol's tweets, I reached back out to him to invite him to come onto the show and explain how they've gone about building this system. He can explain how their systems can be accessed by organizations and individuals, and the capabilities and partnerships that are enabling powerful solutions. Artie, thanks for joining me, and welcome to the program. Thanks so much, Dan. Pleasure to be here on your program. Artie, we're going to dive into two aspects of what you're building that addresses the issue of interoperability and also of passing on legacy health records. Let's start off with a little background. What got you interested in working on the problem of interoperability of health records in the first place? Yeah, so uh, very good question. I come from a um, early genomics next-gen sequencing background. I was fortunate enough to be uh, part of uh, some teams in my past companies that took next generation sequencing to the clinic, learned a lot about, you know, um, genomics, healthcare in general, and how innovative technologies can help not just patients, but families altogether. Uh, Being one of the first people to be whole genome sequenced, I realized that, you know, my uh, DNA isn't really worth anything unless it's paired with my electronic health record. And this was years ago, being one of the early adopters of genome sequencing. But more importantly, uh, when my grandmother passed away of 92 years, I realized that she passed away without passing on her health data to my brother, my myself, and my mom, the alpha daughter and caregiver of the family. But more importantly, Dan, she passed away without passing on her health data to you and to everyone in society. And so we've had some interesting um, ideas that we've actually executed on within Seekster itself. It's just been a convergence, I guess, of, of my whole career and my team's career. We talked about that when we first met, about the loss of your grandmother and how important medical records and history are lost when a person dies. It really was something that I had never given any thought about up until that point but it really is a big issue and one that I haven't seen other companies working to address. That's right. I mean, just in this past, you know, 60 seconds of just talking, how many people, you know, passed away without passing on their health data um, to their families. And it's the, uh, it's the number one thing that we own that we don't really think about, but I guarantee you um, every day as we get closer to denting healthcare, more people will be thinking about it. Okay, but in order to leave records behind, we need to have access to them in the first place. And that brings us to the primary aspect of what Seekster is working to do, and that is to provide access to and integrate health records across disparate systems. How do you go about doing that? Yeah, so we had this um, simple idea of if you can bring all your health data in one place, great things can happen. Now, we had no idea how hard of a problem this was going to be. And uh, we put together a highly sophisticated engineering HIT uh, team together, as well as folks with various different expertise within different health verticals from uh, genomics and, you know, wearable data and EHR data and so forth. And um, it was really simple. We wanted to create the mint.com of your health data. And we started there. 
Um, we started grinding through all of the unstructured data on the back end and started standardizing and harmonizing Epic, Cerner, Allscripts, McKesson, NextGen data. And we had a, te- a significant technical breakthrough over a year ago. And that's what really um, uh, took the company to new heights. But part of the problem is that these systems that you're working across are highly customized in their specific installations. So how did you overcome that when you're working across all these different EHRs? Right. That's that's the part that we never want to do again. And if you asked me, would you do this again? I would say no, because it's just been incredibly difficult. I'll be honest, you have to have definitely some smarts, some guts, and definitely some luck. And uh, we accidentally, Dan, fell on solving interoperability. Obviously, as everyone knows, a $30 billion and growing problem in our country here. And that was all due to the fact of putting the person at the center of healthcare, disrupting the data silos, bringing together the medical records, bringing together their DNA genomic information from any lab, bringing together their wearable information from you know, Apple Watch and Fitbit and Garmin and so forth. And so all this data is what we call dark data. And dark data is data that basically exists, you know, out there, but no one's really shedding light on it. And so all we've done is shed light on that data so that you can collect, own, and share all on your terms. And it all starts with you, the person. So all we've done is created the technology for you to aggregate rapidly, effortlessly, um, your health data. And that is um, where the power of the platform of Seekster resides. Taking on interoperability is no small feat. And you seem to have cracked a lot of the pieces that need to come together to make this happen. Tell me about how you're bringing this to market and how individuals and organizations are able to access what you've built. Yeah, um, I I think what you said is is so important in regards to the fact that um, it is a huge statement. And what's great about it is... um, you know, uh, we didn't really know what interoperability really was. We were just a bunch of folks that were really interested in genome data. And then we got into the medical records data, right? Um, Just because of things and events personally that happened. But more importantly, on the uh, fact that, you know, we're onto this bigger than anticipated uh, problem solve, we're just conduits to this bigger message, and we have a B to B to C model where we want to deploy, and the platform is already being deployed to various different organizations that can utilize this technology to help their members, uh, their employees, their people uh, essentially live you know better lives. And your data gives you more options. Your health information is key to your care. So harnessing your comprehensive data to access, you know, a wider range of choices, such as second opinions or sharing with loved ones and obviously contributing to various different cures are what we're seeing as just tremendous opportunities within consumer health, um, within obviously payers that want to do various things with this type of platform, pharmaceutical companies that want to fast track clinical trials and, you know, um, get to um, drug development and uh, recruitment a lot 
lot faster. And we're just seeing some really interesting opportunities where people who aren't in healthcare, tech companies that want to get into healthcare that need an you know, overall comprehensive integrated data management system, uh, we can be the backend power for that as well. So you have a B to B to C business model in place, but I really just, well, you know, I want to understand, I mean, you've got this great company, Seekster, S-E-Q-S-T-E-R, Seekster.com. People can go to find out more about it. Why don't you just make this available to everyone and blow this whole industry wide open? And if it's not going to be available to to everyone, is there a way that you can prioritize and give access, early access like Dr. Topol did, and, and be able to gain the benefits of this today? So, you know, we've achieved nationwide scale coverage, and we're the only platform and only technology that has been able to actually achieve that for the last three years, been grinding through that data, as I said, um, taking, you know, the data and standardizing and harmonizing it on the back end. So we have close to, you know, almost 3000 hospitals and over 8000 medical groups and small doctor clinics integrated within the system. It's really 73% or so coverage of the United States um, you know, patient data that's digitized. It's, it's a very large number. And, um, you know, anybody can actually go ahead if we give them an invitation code and aggregate their health data exactly how Dr. Topol did. Uh, Dr. Topol's validation publicly of his own data uh, is, is the best example. Plus, he's, there's no better person than someone of his stature to come out and, and validate, you know, what the hard work of the team has been able to accomplish there. But more importantly, on the on the consumer side, you know, for us to open this to consumers tomorrow, you have to understand the customer service support that would be needed. And that's why we've taken this B2B2C approach, because if we had to open it up to direct to consumers tomorrow, um, it obviously uh, would uh, cause an avalanche of customer service calls um, to us. And, you know, we're just not ready to handle something like that. Now, is the technology ready to be deployed direct to consumer nationwide? Absolutely, yes. Is our business model to start with it that way? No. Uh, we are really interested in helping people. And so people contact us every day to utilize our platform. And we want to give it to the people who need it most first. And so we've been able to help cancer patients. We've been able to help chronic illness folks. We've been able to help lots of various folks that um, you know uh, have a problem with having all their medical records in, in one place, uh, both our families and also you know, starting with you know, friends and neighbors to you know, um, various different folks within the industry that have utilized our platform for you know, care coordination of their own uh, families. We're speaking with Artie Arianpour, the CEO and co-founder of Seekster. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what's on the horizon for Seekster and their partners and how solving this interoperability problem can enable health data to be shared with future generations. We'll do that right after a word from our sponsor. Stick around. We'll see you on the other side. Okay, we're back and we're speaking with Artie Arianpour, the CEO and co-founder of Seekster. 
Artie, you just recently spoke at Health 2.0 in Santa Clara, where you announced some new features. I mentioned earlier on the program that Dr. Topol's tweet inspired me to take another look at your company and your solution. And I also mentioned that his tweet was not an endorsement. In fact, he actually mentioned some shortcomings on the current version. So, uh, for example, it needs to incorporate scans and provide the ability to update information, perhaps integrate with some more sensors and a few other items that he pointed out. What can you tell me about your plans going forward and some of the improvements you'll be making? Yeah, um, obviously, everything that Dr. Topol uh, tweeted about, we 100% agree with. They've all been on our roadmap, actually. Um, 90% of everything that he stated has been on our roadmap. Uh, You will see new features being released and added as the weeks and months come to the Seekster platform. So um, we couldn't be more excited that we are on the right, you know, um, track here and we're delivering a product that is, you know, second to none. And, um, you know, you have to understand and take a step back and just really, really understand how hard it is to go collect health data. I challenge anyone in the audience and even yourself to just go collect your family's health data. Go see how hard that is. That is what we concentrated on. That was the basis of Seekster. And that is what we have solved. The rest actually comes into play very easily. The biggest challenge is actually collecting health data with chain of custody directly from the source. And that is what um, you know the team has been able to um, execute on. Let's switch gears a little bit and talk about the other problem that we mentioned at the start of this program, and that's in relation to being able to pass on the health data that you've been able to aggregate to future generations. So let's talk about that and and how you're actually going about solving that problem as well. Yeah. So after you aggregate your data, when you collect it, you own it, um, you know, what do you do with it? The most important thing you can do with it is share it on your terms. And um, you know, from a caregiver standpoint, um, you know, uh, I wanted uh, to have my grandma's health data. I want to have my mom and dad's health data because, you know, I'm 38 years young. And so I have my whole life ahead of me. And as we're, you know, coming up with new technologies and advancements within medicine are happening right before our eyes, it's really important to have not only your own health data, but your multi-generational health data. And the most important thing that you, Dan, can pass on to your kids and your kids' kids is your health data. And so we created the first legal framework called Health Trust, and it's self-explanatory. The same way that you have maybe a will or a state, and you know, you're able to pass on your house, your cars, your money, your jewelry, your different assets that you have to your children and your children's children. Well, what happens if you get hit by a truck, God forbid, right after this call? Um, You'll be able to pass on all that information that you put in your will, but not your health data. And so your health data dies with you. And so what we've done is we've came up with a clever, intuitive, consumer-friendly way, not only to collect and organize your health data, but then to be able to bequeath it, to preserve it and pass it on. And that health trust product and future within Seekster is exactly what it is. 
Listeners that want to learn more can visit your website at Seekster.com. That's S-E-Q-S-T-E-R.com. I see you redesigned that recently. Congratulations on that. And they can also find you on Twitter at Seekster. We'll include a link to your personal LinkedIn profile on the show notes for this episode as well. Those can be found at digitalhealthtoday.com forward slash Seekster. Artie, we have a very engaged audience here. So is there a way they can connect with your organization more directly to discuss potential collaboration and partnership opportunities? Absolutely. We 100% encourage that. Anybody listening to this show today, we thank you for not only your interest and time, but you can contact info at seekster.com and we would be happy to set up a time to discuss what your needs are. Number one, number two, if there's any way that our technology can help you or a loved one or even your organization, if you're interested in deploying it. Artie, that's great. I really appreciate you making that invitation and I encourage all the listeners who are interested to take you up on that invitation. Artie, there are six questions that I like to ask every guest. Let me jump right into them. First of all, what is a saying, quote, or phrase that motivates you? You know, um, we're here to put a dent in the universe. Otherwise, why else even be here? That was Steve Jobs. I think our, our my quote is, we're here to put a dent in healthcare. Otherwise, why even do anything within health? What's a piece of advice you have for others working to innovate in healthcare? Don't take the traditional route. I think there's so many me too's. Come up with your own route. Keep digging. And if you dig long enough, you may find some copper. If you keep digging more, you may hit some gold. And you may get lucky and hit platinum early on. It's happened to me multiple times. What's a book that you recommend to our listeners and why? I think you got to move fast and make decisions on the fly. So I'm a big fan of reading Blink by uh, Malcolm Gladwell at the beginning of the year, every year. You have to make decisions sometimes within a blink. If you think about things methodically too much, you'll miss opportunities. So I'd rather move fast and make you know, small mistakes than move really slow and make one big mistake. It's okay to make mistakes. Just move quickly. And that's one silver lining that, you know, is within the book. What's a piece of technology that you recommend? <laughs> it's so hard because I think every technology that makes our life better makes it worse as well <laughs> um, in its own right, I guess. But, um, I, you know, obviously, you know, uh, it's, it's pretty simple for me. As a CEO, uh, communication is key and text messaging is, is key. Uh, we get more done sometimes text messaging and doing group texts with folks that are, you know, in office, out of office, in different time zones, um, more so than even sitting in a meeting uh, for 30 minutes. And so I know it sounds really simple and stupid, but I'm, I'm sure there's so many people in the audience that are listening that can relate. And it goes to the, you know, advice from Blink. I mean, text messaging, you have to be able to blink and think and you know, uh, react and act uh, very quickly. And so it's a great way of rapidly making decisions um, collectively. If I gave you a check for $5 million for you to invest in health technology, where would you invest it? Uh, this may sound, uh, you know, I don't know, egotistical, and I'm trying to be humbled about this. But to be honest with you, if we didn't start Seekster, I would invest in, in Seekster. And the reason being is because you know, we're doing something so much bigger than, you know, anything I've seen out there. Um, having been part of some 
amazing uh, startups before and companies and exits and so forth. Um, I I never ever imagined that we would be knocking on interoperability. Interoperability is such a huge problem, and everyone has thought about it the traditional way, you know, from provider to provider. No one's actually put the patient at the center of healthcare, and so that's why I would put my money behind the patient, and I would put it behind Seekster. And the last question is: We make a donation to a charity in appreciation of your time here on the show. What charity have you selected, and can you tell me a little bit about what they do? You know, um, I have a personal story there. So unfortunately, you know, disease runs in my family. My mom's a breast cancer survivor. My dad's a colon cancer survivor. Both my grandparents passed away from Alzheimer's um, uh, complications and AD. Um, and, uh, you know, at the beginning of the show, we talked a little bit about, you know, what inspired things. Uh, definitely my personal story inspires, you know, uh, why we've done so many things within, I guess, health overall. But um, my grandma's story, my grandma lives within the matrix. We could not come up with, you know, um, our uh, health trust first legal um, framework of preserving and passing on health data. That's such an amazing product for humanity of, you know, aggregating your data and then having a multi-generational health record there. And we wouldn't have been able to do it if my grandma didn't pass away during building Seekster. And so she passed away from Alzheimer's. Um, obviously, there's a growing population. And if we live long enough, if we don't get cancer or some other chronic illness and die, we're probably going to die from dementia or Alzheimer's. So the key thing, I think, is to die healthy, which is so hard to do. Um, and so I would love it if you guys can uh, uh, contribute uh, to the Alzheimer's Association of the United States, um, because I think it's one of those organizations that just doesn't get as much attention as it should compared to other foundations. Absolutely. We're happy to make that donation. We will make a donation in your honor to the Alzheimer's Association of the U.S. That is at ALZ.org. Artie, is there anything else you want to say to the listeners before I let you go? Um, no, just uh, thank you so much again for your time, Dan. Thank you so much for all your listeners' uh, support. Uh, if you guys have any questions, please don't uh, hesitate to reach out to us. We're always looking for people that are way smarter than us to take a look at Seekster and see where they can take it. So we're, we're open to discussions. Artie, thanks for being here and for being a part of the show. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye-bye. All right, that's it. You've been listening to Digital Health Today with me, Dan Kendall, and our guest, Artie Aryanpour, the CEO and co-founder of Seekster. You can find them online at seekster.com. And of course, you can get all the links and show notes from this episode by visiting our website at digitalhealthtoday.com forward slash Seekster. Also, while you're there on the website, you can subscribe to our newsletter and find the links to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast app. If you enjoy this program, I'd love to hear from you and get your feedback directly. And thank you for your support. You can email me at dan at digitalhealthtoday.com or tweet me on the show handle at dhealthtoday. If you'd like to show your support for the program, there are some great ways to do that. You can share it with your friends and colleagues by email and on social media. You can support our fantastic sponsors and be sure to tell them that you heard about them here. And you can also leave a review on iTunes. If you leave a comment, I'll be able to see your handle and give you a shout out here on this program as well. Thanks for tuning in and for being a part of the Digital Health Today community. I'll speak with you soon in the next episode of Season 8. And until next time, keep on innovating.